Welcome to Native Yoga Toddcast. My name is Todd McLaughlin. I'm so happy that you're here. Check us out at nativeyogacenter.com. We do have a special for new students. If you want to try practicing on our live stream yoga classes, you can do so for two weeks free, unlimited. Uh, give it a try. Go to nativeyogacenter.com. Thank you. Let's begin. I'm really pleased to bring you today a conversation I have with my friend Ryan Steinolfson. Ryan is a digital marketer and he has quite a few years of experience in the industry. And I wanted to bring him on so that those of you that are yoga teachers, massage therapists, if you have a small business, if you're into health and wellness, if you're an independent creator, and you're looking for ways to improve your audience, increase your audience, and or interact with your audience, then Ryan's got a ton of good tips, and he knows his stuff. So uh, he's also an avid kite surfer and surfer. He loves the ocean. He's into eating healthy, takes good care of himself, practices lots of yoga, meditation. And we talk about all that here today. All right, well, on that note, let's get started. Welcome, everybody. I'm really excited to have my good friend Ryan Steinolfson here today. Ryan, how are you doing? Doing amazing. Thank you. That's good. <laughs> Why is that? We just got done with yoga class. <laughs> good answer. <laughs> That's good, man. It's why well, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to have you come into the studio and to be able to do this with you in person because I can actually see you. Yeah. And so that always makes doing the podcasting really fun. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been a, a big inspiration to me on different levels. Uh, one that's completely outside of the realm of yoga mm. and your expertise is in the field of digital marketing mm. is kite surfing. Yeah. I remember here in Florida, I want to say about 15 or 16 years ago, I remember you were walking down the beach with a kite and that was the first time I'd ever actually seen someone with a kite. And I was like, what is that? Like, <laughs> what in the world is that? And uh, so that like got me so inspired to start yeah. kite surfing. And uh, yeah. so that, that's cool. What, what have you been up to these days with your whole water sport and or wind riding yeah. skills? So you know, and it's funny because, you know, we've been out there and it's so fun when we, when we can get out there together and, uh, you know, it's like a different world. It is a different world out there, you know, on the, on the water. Um, and I've, I have been exploring, I'm always trying to push the limits, you know, not only in, in my personal life and my, in my fun life and my professional life, uh, in every aspect and, and, and doing that, I've started wing foiling. Wing foiling is, is fun. It's definitely a little bit more challenging. We did it. I just went with my buddy in the intercoastal here in, um, up in, or actually down in like North Palm beach in the intercoastal there. And, um, we go out in the boat and he just basically is kind of like my caddy for a little bit because he has to follow, follow me because I'm not quite able to stay up wind, you know? Yeah. So I kind of, it's kind of the equivalent of doing the walk of shame when we were, you know, yeah, <laughs> when we were, gotcha. you know, kite surfing, you, right. you get pushed down wind and you got to walk back up and you got to drag everything with you. Well, um, it's, it's similar with, uh, with wing foiling. So the foil is under the water. It's a wing under the water. And basically that's what you're flying on top of. It's the, the wing for people that are the foil that for people that don't know what it is, it's basically like a wing on an airplane and that's attached to a mast that's connected to the board. 
Mm. And basically you just, it's kind of, it's people I've heard like Kai Lenny explain it as, um, it's like, uh, surfing on a unicycle. Mm. It's basically what it is yeah. because the mass is like, they're up to like 73 to 92. They're, they're, you know, they're pretty long mass. Yeah. Yeah. So you're sticking out of the water pretty far, you know, and, and, but it's just, you're gliding, you know, it's just effortless and it's just, you're, are you, you're flying. Are you using the, like the wing that you inflate? That is what you hold on to that you see like Robbie Nash when they first came out where yeah. he'll hang on to it and, it's, and you have a leash attached to your wrist yes and he makes it look super easy because easy. Yeah. when i when i first saw it i thought oh it looks so fun and then a friend of mine who tried it they said oh my gosh we got battered <laughs> yeah. the first time we tried it <laughs> yeah. well like um damien Leroy, he's out here he's one mm -hmm. of the guys that <clears throat> that kind of and uh and john i forget his last name they're kind of leading the charge and nice. um and it's it's really started about two years ago is when more people started you know using the the wing with the foil mm. people were foiling on a kite or with a kite right and that it's, a, it's almost a little bit easier because the kite is naturally like way above you so it kind of pulls you out of the water mm. and gets you up a little bit easier yeah uh, the wing is a little bit a little bit trickier because you don't have it's not attached to you with lines you know mm. you're just yeah. holding on basically yeah. you're just instead of um, having lines attached to a kite you're basically just holding on to the kite. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's, yeah. So have you gotten to that place where you have fun? Oh, yeah. Or is it, yeah. Okay, I have fun no matter what. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I come back and, you know, and, and, um, you know, I'm out there for probably an hour and a half, you know, just getting the, getting the wing out of the water. Cause it's, you know, you got to step up, you got to stand up and like let the wing pull you out of the water. Gotcha. Um, you know, so that your body's out of the water so you can stand up on the board yep. and then you, you slowly pump a little bit and you get up on the wing or on the foil. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm always having a blast. The, the, what I'm really looking forward to is getting out in the ocean. Like nice. that's going to be yeah. just yep. so just, yeah. Cause then you can just luff the wing, or, mm. you know, mm. and then you just, you're on the foil. That's cool. And then you just use the wing to get back out and you just take the next wave and then you just go back out with the wing and it's just, you know, nice uh, one after the other. That's awesome, man. Yeah. No, it, I, I definitely want to try it, but it, the way they're explaining it is making me realize that there's quite a few steps to kind of build into before you, yeah, you, yeah like you, like you said, being out in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. But you, you know, you're you, you if you understand the the wind, and like windsurfers, you know, are naturals with it. It just it's just fun, just being and another. It's another way to be out on the water, and there's a little bit less equipment, which is kind of nice. Yep. So I'm planning yep. on getting in a in a class BRV here pretty soon and traveling around the country, like nice. a lot of other people are doing. Uh -huh. And I want everything to be pretty darn compact. Yeah. Because there's not much yep. room in that in that Sprinter van. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to, you know. So, cool. so space is really, you know, I hear you. Yeah, That's important. cool. Yeah. Now like the old windsurfing days where you have tons of gear and equipment and your whole sprinter van is basically just a, a storehouse for, for gear. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, I, you have uh, a business teaching and helping people with digital marketing and or marketing in general. Yes. And, um, can you give me an idea of where you're at right now in yeah. the evolution of your your business yeah so the so my company it's funny i i'm just thinking about the fact that it's been 12 years mm. i mean 12 years that i've been that i've been doing it and it initially started just by me talking to people you know saying i was doing this for my own business at the time i was buying and selling houses 
and people were like, Hey, you know, can, can you help me? And this is back when, you know, we were just talking about Google and what's going on with Google and, and how they've just become, I mean, they're just every, everything's Google, this Google that, or Facebook, this and Facebook that. And, um, it's very, it's just really amazing to think like 12 years ago, like how small those companies were Mm. and where they are now. I mean, right. Right. You know, when you like, we look all the time for things on Google. I mean, and we just naturally just, Hey Google, you know, and we've got the, you know, the, the home thing mounted on the wall and stuff. Yeah. Back then it was, it was just about putting in some extra keywords on the web page in order to rank better. And that's all you had to do right now. You know, it, it's just amazing how, uh, how much of an opportunity there is for, for businesses that, that leverage what Google and Facebook do offer in terms of the opportunity to advertise and even just use their platforms organically, you know, mm. to, get, to get just organic, you know, traffic uh, for free. Um, and, you know, I've, I've worked with you over the years, you know, yep. for your yoga yep. studio. And a big part of that was, you know, getting reviews and, you know, initially when we started out, it was all just about local businesses, you know, like the yoga studio that's down the street or the, you know, the realtor or the attorney. And, and right now we are primarily working with attorneys and, and realtors um, with certain specific types of, of um, Google ads that mm. just some new ones just came available about two years ago that are really exciting. But, um, you know, in the beginning, it was it was all about Google My Business. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was getting mm-hmm. reviews on mm-hmm. the Google My Business pages and getting better rankings on the maps, so that when people typed in Yoga Studio Juno or Yoga Studio Palm Beach Gardens, you showed up yep. with good reviews. Yeah, you know, and yeah, yeah, that was good. You had a you when I asked you like, what do I need to do next, and you kind of pointed <laughs> that out. Then yeah. you you have a course that I yeah. took, and that yeah. was really helpful. I had this this idea. I think this is common too for any small business owners. Like I'm already doing it. Yeah. I already have it figured out. Right. And then when I took the course, I was like, Oh no, there's so many things that (laughs) I was not even aware of that you're supposed to tweak and change that, that, um, seems to have, seems to help. Yeah. Seems to help. And I guess one of the reasons I was, I am excited to have a chance to speak with you Mm -hmm. is I want to help other small businesses and or mm-hmm. yoga teachers that are listening and or yoga studio owners that are listening that yeah. are obviously this last year has been an incredible challenge with uh, shutdowns, um, forced closures and or navigating social distancing with holding yoga classes. Yeah. Uh, years ago, you were always trying to encourage me to Todd get your classes on stream (laughs) and just open it up to the world via the internet and I that was one of those things that always just seemed so difficult it seemed like it was gonna be too much work I always had this feeling that people that would be coming into the studio wouldn't want to be on camera so I wasn't sure how that would all play out um, when we were forced to close, it seemed really obvious that the only thing we could do was go through Zoom and, mm-hmm. and a camera. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really inspiring now for us to, to see the potential yeah. that's there. Um, a part of me is kicking myself because I wished <laughs> I had gotten onto this a few years ago to iron out some of those kinks early on. Yeah. But um, 
you know, another thing I've always watched you, you've always been really quick to when the first social media yeah. app would come out, you're jumping mm-hmm. onto it right away, whether it's with Twitter and or with Periscope or yeah. even I remember seeing you being out um, kite surfing yeah. with a way to actually live stream you oh, yeah. chatting with us on the camera while you're out in the middle of the ocean, yeah. which, you know, I didn't see very many people doing that at the time. I feel like you're always pretty ahead of the curve what are you noticing now that which direction do you think we should be focusing on what do you think we should look at well that's a great question Todd because you know my gut told me you know like I was you know telling you a couple years ago I'm like because I saw you know when I jumped on you know when I jumped on Periscope the reason why I jumped on Periscope was because it was it solved the one problem that we had for the past six years previous and this was probably almost 10 years ago now mm-hmm. we were doing zooms as you know as a digital marketing agency with our clients that were in australia and all around the country and back then we barely just had enough speed to be able to mm. broadcast our webcams right. along with everything right. else that was going yeah. on but Thank God we had those because then that allowed us to be basically with our clients remotely, no matter where they were at. Yeah. And the the frustrating thing for me, because I always wanted to be in my own way, like a digital nomad. And I, I just didn't figure out like how, what, what that, what that was going to look like. You know, I didn't really know what that was going to look like. So I always wanted to just, my goal was just to work from my phone. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to work from my phone mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. like having to be like tied to a, to a laptop and I wanted to be remote. Yeah. And um, so the frustrating thing was that I couldn't start a zoom meeting at that time or even a go-to meeting from my phone mm. or back then it was Google Hangouts. Yeah. And my, my colleague and I, David Sprague were work, we're, t- we're like, man, one of these days we're going to be able to start one of these meetings just from the push of a button from a phone. And then I saw that happen with Periscope and Facebook mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Periscope and actually Meerkat, I think was the I other one that, that, that. Went, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that went to the side. And, and I remember just going, Oh my gosh, I can press go play, start whatever and go live and be live to whoever wanted to view. Yeah. So it wasn't just a Zoom meeting that was, or even a go-to meeting or a hangout that gave you some reach. It there was all of a sudden like this huge, huge reach that you could have from your phone. Yeah. So I immediately my mind went, oh my gosh, okay, I'm kite surfing. I always wanted to give people the experience of being able to kite surf. So I, you know, I looked a little crazy, but one day I literally like figured out how <laughs> I could put the phone on my helmet and put it right in front of my eyes so that people could see what I was seeing. And what was so cool is that although I couldn't see the comments that people could hear me while I'm like jumping, like, you know, 12 foot in the air and they could hear it in my voice. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. me getting excited, Mm -hmm. like just, you know, I mean, I was out on some pretty big days, you know, and I I was just, I was hanging on it. Like, you know, it was like 25 knots and probably six to 10 foot. One day in California was unbelievable. It was really good. And I was live, I was live streaming and people were just and that. That was like, oh my gosh, how can we make this so that it's more, what I realize is, is that really the next level is to make it immersive. 
to immerse people. And then the 360 cameras came out where you could then basically like the person that's watching could view from any angle they wanted to. Right. And right. I took a 360 camera out there and recorded it, but it wasn't live yet. You couldn't live stream yet. Uh-huh. And I get what you're saying. I mean, this ties back to the yoga studio. And this is what made me think, you know, three, four years ago, I'm like, Todd, you know, yep. this same principle can be applied to the local business, you know, yep. to your studio. And I'm getting all that I am about, you know, in the classes. And I'm, I'm like, man, why don't we tap in either who cares what it is, you know, Periscope, yep. Facebook live, yep. YouTube live now. And by the way, you can stream using you can stream to all five or six platforms at once using a tool called Restream, and there's many other tools out there now, mm-hmm. so that you're not just streaming to ABC. You're streaming you're streaming to ABC, CBS, NBC, ESPN, all at right. the same time. Right. So those are the kind of opportunities that I would look at if I wanted to really like be out there and in you know the cutting yeah. edge and be ahead yeah. of the curve. If yeah. I was a yoga studio or an owner. Because, I mean, and you've done a great job. I mean, you've got the Zoom web, you know, cam in the middle mm-hmm. of the room. And mm-hmm. I mean, you you actually have it dialed in very well, I have to say. So, Thank and you. anybody listening that is a studio owner, ask Todd what he's doing because I've seen other studios <laughs> and they're sitting there fumbling, you know, 10, 15 minutes go by and sometimes, and they're trying to figure out the audio and figure out this. So there's a business in that all by itself right there. I'm just going to put that out there for somebody that wants to start a new business. <laughs> That's a yeah. whole business that you could just start. Just yeah, getting point. figuring out how to wire it together and help people get the technology working for them. Yeah. I feel like one of the positive elements of the pandemic has been in, in relation to this is that one, it was the final kick for mm-hmm. me that, okay, whatever reservations I have, I have to just jump that hurdle and jump in and do it. Yeah. The other thing that I found that's challenging is that um, we're trying to inspire a generation that often says their mantra is, I don't use technology, I don't like technology, and it's just too much. It's too complicated, it's too hard. I don't, every time I try to log in, I can't figure this out, and they get stuck. So then I feel like a lot of what I've been enjoying doing is, uh, you know, on the phone and talking with people one at a time and saying, okay, push here, click this. And once someone gets it one time, it's really easy. But it's just that first time to being open. So -hmm. I think probably one of the big things is really just being open to willing to work with these technologies, which I feel like is evolving for all of us. What's advice, though, that you would give somebody who really is at a point where there's frustrated, <laughs> they feel overwhelmed? I mean, what, what's something that you'd recommend to do, just uh, generally speaking, to help kind of overcome that, to, to make technology work for them in this way? Yeah, I think <clears throat> you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think the big block, because I've dealt with, you know, like my parents, and I think it's just, it's just that. It's just a it's just a mental block. You know, it's like I, they think that they can't and it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way. It's like yeah, they think yeah. they can't and then they, they can't because they're thinking that they can't. So, but the bottom line, and either way, it's just somebody holding their hand and saying, Hey, you can do it. It's yeah. one step at a time. Yeah. And like you said, once they realize that they can do it and they see the steps that they have to take and you almost have to just make like a, you know, like a diagram step one, 
and and we do this in our company. You know, we we templatize everything that we do so that we, you know, just like McDonald's, you know, they want that Big Mac to be the same whether you buy it in South Florida or you buy it in Thailand or you buy yep. it in Australia. Yeah. Yep. And the only way to do that is to just create a process around it. And you know, the bun and then the burger. And then the, fr- and then the, not the fries, but that's in California, right? And then <laughs> that's the California burger, right? And then the, and then the, uh, the pickles, well, you don't do it in the reverse order, obviously, because then that's going to be a, it's going to be a kind of a it's screwed different. up hamburger. Yeah. And, um, and so it's just, you know, giving and showing like the steps for that. And that's yeah. the other thing that we use a lot. I highly recommend guys. Oh my gosh. You know, to improve communication, this is how you do it. So there's actually a, there's a tool that we use called drift video. So Drift or Loom, those are really good tools. Um, what you can do is you just you just record your screen, and then you're you're talking audioly. You know you're talking over what you're showing on the screen, and then you're also through your webcam, you're being shown in the bottom left hand corner of your screen while you're recording your screen. Once that's recorded, it goes up to the cloud, and then the tool that you're using, either Loom or Drift, will send you a link back to that recording. So you can just send that link to anybody you want to, and they can watch what it is that you're trying to show them. That was a really big, helpful hint when you told me about that, because right when we were trying to figure out how to teach people how to access our classes, yeah. I went on, I think I think you pointed me toward Loom originally, but yeah. now we're using both, and, yep. and then put it up on YouTube, and that way, those of you that get our emails after you've taken the live stream class i say there's like a little thing i click here and i'll show you if you click that then there's like a whole video that shows everything step by step yeah. which that's been amazing yeah that, that that was a little bit of a learning curve that that was another one when you told me about that i'm like oh man another yeah, like but, another thing i have to learn <laughs> but but it works really well it's worked out really well so yeah it and it'll work for those people that you're talking about because instead yeah. of telling them what to do yeah. you're showing them yeah. what to do and you're you're basically there with them in the bottom yeah. left because they yeah. see you, you know, they see you through your webcam in that image or that video on the bottom left hand of the screen. So it's, it's psychologically like you're there with them, even mm-hmm. though it's a recording and they're just mm-hmm. watching it after the fact. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point you, when Facebook live came out, you were encouraging me to mm-hmm. start using that. Cause you had made mention that what most of the social media companies are looking for is content that's being made in the moment that mm-hmm. people want to and we live stream our class and we record it and have it on our site to watch later. But I, the feedback I get from most people is like they just enjoy doing the live stream, even though yeah. it's exactly the same, like yep. whether you were, but just somehow knowing that the other people are in the room or the instructors doing it at the same time they are yep. kind of builds that feeling of like connectivity. I know that in some of this technology, it feels like we're almost like there's like this uh, flip or dichotomy where it feels like we're getting more connected, but we're also getting pulled further away from people. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that in terms of, is it possible Mm. to use all this stuff and still stay connected in an organic way, like in a a small community? Uh, You know, what, what have, what have you observed with that over the years? Yes. I definitely think that these tools can be used to facilitate more of a community for sure. It's just, you know, energetically, you know, like I always enjoy being in a class with the more people, the better, because it just the energy is, you know, everybody's, you know, energy is in the room and you can just feel it. I can feel it um, for sure. It's just, it's just much, it's just 
uh, more remote, you know, and the key though is, is, you know, with zoom is, and the, the great thing about zoom and these tools is that you can actually see people on their webcam. You can see them there. There is an, an aspect of, you know, watching live people can feel that it's like, it's, you know, there's, there's still energy there, even though they're mm -hmm. not like at the spot where the class is being taught, they're remote and they're, and you know, they're, you know, there's still a, a connection there. Um, I, I think that these tools can definitely be used to enhance a sense of community. It's, it's forced us all to rethink like you've done what, and it's made it socially acceptable too. Yeah. That's a good point. It's made it like way. And this is, you know, when I first brought it up, I think you were like, yeah, but, and I think even right now you figured out how to, how to make it okay. Because not in when you were explaining even to Tatiana today, you're like mm -hmm. in, in myself, when I sh first saw the camera in there, I'm like, you know, you're, you're like, Hey, it, it shows just me. And, and, you know, everybody else is because of social distancing, they're, they're yeah. separate enough from you yeah. that it is just showing you. So you don't have to worry about other people having to sign a waiver or anything like that. But even so, I think that people are getting much closer if they're not there yet to understanding that, Hey, this is a, this is the way, you know, zoom is now ubiquitous. You yeah. Know, everybody yeah. knows what it is. Yeah. It's not this secret thing that people don't understand. Yeah. And it's just, this is, it's much more accepted. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, I think people understand for you as a business owner to be able to, to survive that you have to do this mm -hmm. really. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, it's like, and, and I know there might be some pushback, but I think, people are definitely thinking more along those lines now than they were obviously before the pandemic. And I was even talking to a friend of mine the other day is there's a, there is a lot of positive that's come out of this. It's forced people to rethink how they do life, mm, not yeah. only in their business, in their personal relate, everything. Yeah. And look, a lot of, I think in this particular guy, buddy of mine that I've known for 45 years, he's in commercial real estate. He's one of the biggest commercial realtors around here. And he's like, you know, I don't, you know, he, and he doesn't want to like say thing, anything bad about his business, but it's not that it's bad. It's just that, um, he sees the trend of people probably not going back to these offices because they're, they figured out how to make their businesses work without yeah. having to be yeah. in the office Yeah, and productivity is going way up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It does, it does lend me to wonder what will all that real estate in New York City, yeah. all those office buildings, what, what will that turn into? Like, what yeah. could that be used for? Surely something, someone's mm -hmm. going to get creative. This is, but uh, you're right. I, I'm thinking there's a good chance that we won't be going back into the office space so much anymore. Yeah. yeah it seems that way anyway. Well, I'm look, the, the, yeah. the businesses are going to look at the numbers and they're just going to say, well, I mean, Sally and Johnny and Bob are all, you know, working from home and we're, our profits are still what they were, you know, I don't see why we need to bring them back in and, and, and increase our overhead by having the 3000 square foot office space that we had, we can have a thousand mm. square foot or mm. 500, you know, mm. and, and yeah, what's going to happen with all that space? Who knows? You know, it's just, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> uh, that could be a good solution for homelessness. Yeah. <laughs> can let people live there. Do, um, have you heard of the internet of all things? Have no. you heard that term? No. I can't, I, I hope I don't do it disservice here by trying to explain this concept 
and it does border into a little, it seems like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that little bit outside of the realm of what's mm-hmm. probable. Mm-hmm. Yet the idea is that the internet is becoming so powerful and we know this from algorithms as well. Mm-hmm. The speed that computers and algorithms can work is so much faster than the mm-hmm. human mind mm-hmm. that if something isn't in the internet, it won't survive. Mm-hmm. Like this this idea that everything mm-hmm. is going to eventually get funneled. So then someone brought the idea, well, what about wildlife? What yeah. about, you know, what does that mean for something that chooses not to be interacting in the net, so to mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. So someone thought, well, well, they just took wolves and mm-hmm. they put cameras on the wolf's head, <laughs> kind of like what you were talking about with kite surfing out in the ocean with mm-hmm. your camera on. Mm-hmm. And now that that wolf, what that wolf sees is being pulled into the internet, that it now will exist. Mm-hmm. But that things are going to go in the direction of only feeding what is inside of it, so to speak. Yeah. So it's a little out there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you'd heard, if, like, you know, when you start thinking about the internet and where this is going to go, yeah. not like we're trying to predict the future or anything, but yeah. um, it seems like it's getting so powerful. It is. And, and sometimes I get a little shaky when I start thinking about that. Like, yeah. hey, like on my, yeah, my yeah. hands start sweating. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, that's yeah. weird. You know, yeah. but uh, I, it seems like it's going that way. It does seem like that. And I, you know, the thing, what I know is that for me, I, I still do whatever I can to stay grounded and Mm. get out in nature and do just, just the opposite. Because even as a digital marketing agency owner, who's advocating my clients to, you know, get leads through the internet by showing up for different search phrases for Google, et cetera. And, establish a Google My Business presence and get reviews because that's where people are going. I mean, that's where people are doing yep. business. You yep. know, that's where business is being done now. Yep. And um, I still, uh, I, I still really treasure my, my separation of that part of my, and even, and even today, here's, here's what I, I, I like. I like actually, this is what I wanted to do with my phone is I like being able to take my phone and or my laptop if I have to take it because I, you know, I, I just have to do something on the laptop. I, I like going to the park, you know, and doing my work from the park and using, you know, my Wi-Fi from my phone and, and do it remotely. And this is what's yeah. created this opportunity for all these yeah. digital nomads. Yeah. And this is what we're going to be doing. I mean, to be able to travel, I can work from anywhere. Yeah. I'd rather be doing my work from, you know, you know, at the base of El Capitan and, you know, and, and, you know, or, Mm. or Mm. in Yosemite or, you know, or in the, you know, once it warms up a little bit, because it's freaking cold up there right now. But, um, you know, being able to work from the beach down in in the Keys and, and uh, to unplug or while I'm doing it, like be out and being able to hear the reality that, you know, that we're in and, and stay grounded in that, you know, is so important. You know, I think that's, that's a good point. One thing that like you're able to work within that medium. Mm. Um, like if I, and then I didn't know that I could teach yoga through this medium that could actually be viable Yeah, as a massage therapist. <laughs> hmm, yeah. I'm just not so sure how <laughs> that's going to work, Yeah, but um, maybe 
teaching how to do massage. Yes. So I see that because then I think of like, well, what do what? How can people that are small business owners that don't have a product that can be online, so to speak? And obviously, that's food. Yes. Like you know, someone that's cooking food. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could think it's being sold through the internet now with apps like Grubhub and yeah. whatever DoorDash or whatever. Yeah. But still, the food has to be delivered. Well, I guess that's the same thing. Yeah. I suppose it is the same thing, right? Like, yeah. yeah. They're, right. they're just they're just facilitating the, the delivery of it. It's the Uber for for food, you yeah. know. Yeah. And and there's an Uber for everything. You know, Airbnb is like an Uber for you know for hotels now. You know, yeah. it's just they just made that process of finding a place much easier and yeah. a much more enjoyable experience yeah. and giving you so many more opportunities. Um, you know, and, and so, yeah, I think that there's, there are, you know, for the business owner, there's, there's going to, there's so like you can create a course and we've talked about this and you've mm -hmm. created a course mm -hmm. for yoga mm -hmm. and it's great. And we've, t and the key for, for business owners is to, create a great reason for somebody to jump into your email list so that you can, you can keep that, that communication um, going with them and just brain dump through all these different, there's so many different tools out there, teachable. Um, you know, I think, you know, there's, there's um, Kajabi is mm -hmm. one that, that mm -hmm. I've used and we, we put our, our lessons on they're so easy to use. They're so easy to set up. And it really is just about, uh, the, a business's value now is really, it's, um, it's, it's, it's boiled down to its list. Yeah. And the key to building your list, if you're a business owner is to get, is to offer. And we were talking about this the other day as well Is like, how do you get more people to want to opt in to potentially like consume your, your course, you know, mm -hmm. your, your yoga mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And it really just, it's like, you know, you've got to give your best stuff, you know, give your best stuff to people. Um, you know, you know, the frequently asked questions that people ask, you've been doing this for a long time. I can't believe it's already been like 12 years yeah. or, you know, yeah. since I've been coming here Yeah, and you know, you know, the questions that people ask, you know, continuously and the things that people want to know about, you know, how to do inversions safely, mm -hmm. you know, how to, how mm -hmm. to not, you know, pull a muscle doing yoga, simple things like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, and then you also have so many other things that you do with the Ayurvedic stuff. I mean, you know, people are, they want to know about that, you know? Yeah. And, um, kind of what we talked about is just kind of throwing all that in and, and making it like an irresistible offer so that mm -hmm. like, like somebody almost just cannot say no because, oh, he's got that and that bonus and that like, I just want, I just want to jump in just to get all the bonus stuff. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And, and that makes um, sense. You know? Yeah. I hear you. Who yeah. good fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what project are you working on these days that, that you're, I know you're talking about getting ready to travel mm -hmm. and do you have any like projects that I know that you've, um, been really pursuing raw food yeah. and growing sprouts. You yeah. made a really cool video recently of setting up how to set up the sprout, uh, table and or uh, whole setup really. So that's pretty cool when I got a chance to see that with yeah. it in full function. Yeah. Um, where, where are you noticing and or learning in regards to health and fitness these days and, and your diet? 
It's a great question. So I, I took the um, uh, Hippocrates Health Educator Program about, about a year ago, year and a half ago I started. And that took me down a journey of, you know, we're, we're blessed down here. I mean, we've got it right in our backyard. And it's funny because people go there from all over the world. And, you know, and, and not Where, many, where's there? It's Hippocrates Health Institute. Sorry, I got you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hippocrates Health, Health Institute in West Palm Beach. Um, just, um, it's on Okeechobee West, mm-hmm. out near Wellington on Skis Road. It's like, you know, it's amazing. We've got, and when you've got people coming from all over the world to stay there, 70 to 100 people stay there for a two week long program where they get, they learn how to sprout, they learn how to, you know, ferment foods, they learn how to all about, you know, pure water and what is pure water and how to distill your water if you want to really go down that path and what, uh, what potential uh, enzymes to take and all about vitamins and and how to grow your own sprouts, you know, like I said, um, um, or like you were saying that, that I, I did that video on, um, there's so much that I've learned in that process of, uh, of just learning about, uh, what real health is. Mm. Um, I've learned, I have grown my own sprouts. I've, I eat. And one of the things that their, their regiment is basically having, uh, two 16 ounce, two 16 ounce green juices a day. And, um, I've, I do one, um, and I, I do intermittent fast as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I basically, I'm almost down to one meal a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I consume pretty much everything in a, in about a three to four hour window. Although it kind of drives my girlfriend nuts because she thinks I'm like, you know, I'm just like slamming as she says, I'm just slamming the food. <laughs> she's from Belarus and she, she's like, she's got this great accent. She, I just can just hear just slamming the food, you know and, I'm, and I just, I, um, so I start out with the green juice, you know, after, so we, we typically will start eating at about, uh, two, I'll start eating about two or three o'clock. She starts a little bit earlier and, uh, we start, typically try to stop eating by around five thirty, six mm-hmm. o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so it's, you know, there's about a three hour window that I'm consuming my, my food and what I've learned in this process of sprout sprouting, um, pea, sunflower, you name it. Um, all different types, lentils, adzuki, you know, it, yeah, wheatgrass, where we sprout, we, we, we grow wheatgrass as well. That's the other thing that we have. So we'll start, Typically, we'll start with liquids. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. when I break my fast, um, which is what where breakfast came from, bre- you know, when, you're, when we break our fast, I I break it with a green juice and or wheatgrass. Mm-hmm. And when the best way to break a fast is to break it with really highly nutritious foods that are just dense, you know, dense with nutrition. Yeah, um, not dense in the in it basically liquid is the best because yeah. it's not, you know, it's not really dense foods in terms of like, like oatmeal or things like that. You just want to make it easy for your body to get back in the, to kickstart again and, and yeah. getting nutrition. And, um, and then we will go with, uh, a yogurt and, 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 uh, we have a, a sprout salad typically at night or something along those lines much more. I mean, she's, she's a chef, so she's make she makes some amazing meals, which you, you had with us, yeah, you know, that was awesome. And you know, it's, I'm super blessed to have, to have that. But what I've learned to answer your question is, is that, you know, at 49 this year, I'm turning 50. 
I can actually play, I play pickleball as well. And, and this year I'm able to play in, uh, I'm a, officially able to play in the seniors division. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> my, Never thought yeah, know. it would happen. You're like, I'm entering in the seniors category. I know. So I, my like, buddy, I like masters better. I, I think that I think they need to switch it all to masters. Know, right? <laughs> yeah. So my buddy said, yeah, you know, you're, you're able to play in the seniors division. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just cannot <laughs> yeah. believe this dude. So I told my son who's 19 and of course he's now, you know, giving me all kinds of crap about it, Connor. Um, <laughs> And even he's sprouting, by the way. My son up in That's Gainesville, cool. he's yeah. sprouting now. He's growing nice. his own pea and sunflower nice. sprouts, and and because um, he sees the change in me, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying. He that's the that's the bottom line, right? You know, because you asked me like what changes. Yeah, man. I mean, I play pickleball with my son. We won a pickleball, pickleball tournament here about seven eight months. Well, buddy, almost a year ago. And I'm telling you, man. I mean, uh, you know, my recovery from a knee injury that I had was less than two months i you know i'm sure that if i wasn't doing this that it was it, it would would have could have should have whatever it, it just i'm just saying my recovery time is like is so fast um my the amount of time that i can spend playing pickleball or doing anything that's in endurance wise is just dramatically been improved nice um you know i used to wake up um, and I, and had, I'd have congestion in the morning, you know, mucus and my, and all that other stuff. None of that. My, you know, it's just, I, uh, you know, I also get used to get lethargic on the mm. court. I, mm -hmm. I didn't have like a lot of energy when I, when I wanted to play tennis or pickleball. And, um, and now I'm just like, I'm always, I, I always have energy. You nice, know? nice. And, um, and it's, and it's also, she's taught me as well, like uh, more about fruits as well, because Hippocrates is really regimented because a lot of people that go there are on their, their kind of their, it's their last kind of their last hope. I mean, there are yeah. a lot of them are cancer patients mm -hmm. and they're going there for, you know, for a cure, yeah. you know, because they've tried everything else. Yeah. And so they take it really seriously. Like there's no, really not much fruits or sugars and things like that, because that, sometimes can feed a, a cancer. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, you know, we're healthy, so I'm not, but so she's introduced me to all kinds of, you know, amazing fruits like durian and stuff. We, that's one thing I want to do sometime soon here is travel again and go to, you know, experience some of these fruits fresh, you know, not just frozen, which, you know, now we've got to have them shipped over frozen, but to go on like a durian tour, maybe over in Thailand would be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. That's awesome. I think I can't think of a better reason to travel than to go and sample sample fruits. You could take it to the next level, like Anthony Bourdain style, but yeah. just like just experimenting, exploring all the cool trop well, not just tropical, but fruits of the world. Yeah, bring it to people's attention, right? Because oh, yeah. like a lot of times when we go to the grocery store, we're getting that like the orange, the apple, yep. the lemon, the lime. Yeah, it's not this radical uh you know selection yep. unless obviously you go to a specific market that yeah. that focuses on that yeah i hear you what about eating fruits seasonally mm. i mean in terms of the health um aspects i mean because that's another something that someone brought up recently is the the amount of steps it takes for food to get from its place of production to where you are, the more we can reduce those amount of steps, the the better your, our health potentially can be. And obviously, if we look at processed foods, then that's obvious that by the time they've grinded it, separated it, put it back together again, put it in a box, 
make sure it's going to stay on the shelf for 15 years without going bad. That's obviously not going to be good for us, but you know, versus going and picking a strawberry out of the front yard is, is reducing that amount of steps involved in processing. Um, what do you, do you, um, feel like is it an energy thing like it sounds like when you answer that question that in terms of endurance like you said the older we get to be able to keep up with our kids is not easy we Mm -hmm. get an injury Mm -hmm. something like a knee thing can last forever that can be the the catalyst for not to stopping doing what we love to do and then how do we ever jump back into that again which is is a big challenge So it sounds like you're, you're finding that food's a big part of it. It's a big part of it, that, and then, and you know, the, the other component, which is meditate, you know, meditation. I, I have done, I've did, I, when I was in California, I just moved back about a year ago. Mm-hmm. I did take a transmit transcendental meditation class out there. That was really helpful at least to just stop, you know, twice a day for 20 minutes, you know, and just, um, that, Along with, I do some breath work as well. A lot of people know Wim Hof and Mm -hmm. some of those things. I mean, those are so important uh, for me. I typically do that before I do the meditation just to get, just to get me um, to to stop the monkey mind (laughs) and to get into my heart. Um, There's some other really, uh, the Heart Math Institute's got an amazing three minute, you know, heart math. I mean, it's just all it takes is just, you know, basically closing your eyes and holding your hand over your heart and then just taking a deep breath, you know? That's it. If you, if you do that like three or four times, even just doing that, it's just I'm Im- immediately out of my head, into my heart. Mm. And as I'm running my company, I mean, I've got a coach that I'm working with and man, it, you know, a lot of people might say it's woo-woo, but it's the, just the energy that I send to my employees when I'm thinking about them, whatever you want to call it, praying think you know, just sending them energy like that is, it's a thing, you know, I, and, and shifting my energy towards clients, you know, am I saying bad things? Am I saying things that I probably shouldn't be saying Mm. to my team? They're picking up on it. And then it just snowballs. Yeah. I just talked to him. The situation happened just the other day and, and I shifted my energy. He's like, you know, you really got to shift your energy around this because, you know, they were, these girls were just, you know, just steamrolling me in, in terms of, because I knew what I knew and I knew what needed to be done in order to get the result and get more reviews for their, you know, for their company, for their firm. It's, it's yeah. a big PI firm. Yeah. And, you know, they got a hundred plus people and I, and I do these trainings all the time. I've been doing it for 12 years, you know, nice. and, and they were telling me like, well, we can't get the entire staff on there. And I'm just like, we got to get, you know, I'm just like trying to drive it. And and he's like, no, you just, just go with what they're giving you. You'll get there. It's just a numbers game and they'll see. And I shifted and the conversation we had just yesterday just totally went a different way. And it was all I did just, I just shifted my energy and then I, and then I shared that with my team. And so those are other things that, you know, in addition to the, yeah, food is huge. Um, That's our, our energy, you know, the, 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 um, the other thing that's really important, I, and I did mention it is, is, um, intermittent fasting. I'm telling you, man, it, it really, um, my body has changed in the past year and, um, in ways that I have never been able to get it to do, you know, without having 
the eating the food that we're eating now. Uh, I do a hundred percent agree with what you said about fruits. It's so important. We're like, we're down here in South Florida and we are so blessed to have fresh fruits local here, mangoes mm -hmm. that are right off the tree. We can't wait until the mango season starts up again, you know, here. Um, and uh, watermelons seeded, you know, like not just seedless, like have the seeds in there. And, and yeah. like, you know, so there's, Close the closer you can we can get the fruit to way to the way it was intended instead of like all artificially manipulated to take the seeds out and all that other stuff, you know the better. Um, organic, obviously, um, non you know non GMO. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with vegetables. You know, even some of these cal organic stuff. You know that they 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 put it in the in these and this is what Brian over at Hippocrates talks about you know and he had a guy that used to drive one of those trucks come to one of his classes and um and he he thought it was only like a week or two weeks for that for those organic foods to come from California to here he said no it's like 3 to 4 weeks sometimes and they just they put like i think it's nitrogen or something in the in the yeah you know the big trucks in the back yeah. in yeah. order to just freeze like in essence, like freeze them, like keep them in, in that stasis yeah. until they get delivered. And it's just like, it, it's just, it's just not the way it was meant to be. So the, yeah, the closer, I can't wait. One of the things that I'm going to do is definitely with that RV, I'm going to get a piece of land and I'm, and we're going to have our own, our own garden and grow our own stuff and minerals come directly from the soil, you know, right. and that's, that's the, you know, as, as our body is like a tent, you know, and, and the, the rods of the, of the tent are the minerals. And mm. that's, and these are things that you can really only get by, you know, making sure the soil is really, really good. That's yep. how you get the best, the best crop, you know, the best vegetables is to, you know, put like the seawater and some of this, it just doesn't take much. You put that in the soil and then all that stuff leaches right into the, into the actual plant and then you consume it and that's the only way your body can get it is is really that way that's yeah. the that's the most yeah. bioavailable way for our bodies to get it and assimilate it that's cool I, if anyone um is interested in in growing stuff uh, permaculture yeah is a great thing to google and check out some of the farms and organic gardens that people have in their little tiny front yard <laughs> or out on their patio yeah you know, like, or what you're doing with sprouts. Cause sometimes a lot of us think, well, I'm in a city. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not happening. Like, yeah. where am I going to grow something? But even the idea of just like sprouting one little broccoli plant inside your kitchen and just trying to grow one thing yep. can just get the ball rolling to feel the excitement that can come from, from watching a plant go from seed to yeah. full maturity. And then even trying to learn how to collect that seed, something that I want to get better at. Cause I, there, there's actually a seed shortage right now. There's a, if you try, I mean, I know some of us can go on Amazon, you'll find organic seed, but if you go to some of those really good companies that they're, that's what they do is, is grow. And I, I think probably everyone listening is aware of the fact that seeds are genetically modified so that you get the seed and you plant it, but that plant doesn't produce seed. Like what you said with the seedless watermelon, you kind of yeah. want the seeds in it. You want to yeah. be able to have that cycle happen again. Yeah. Um, so that's actually a big issue now. Uh, and it's pretty simple. 
it's not rocket science. Like people have been doing this ever since humans have switched from the hunter gatherer to agriculturalist mode. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome, Ryan. I appreciate you sharing all of this like wide array of <laughs> information from getting excited about getting in the ocean and riding the energy of the wind to learning how to harness the power of the internet and being excited and, and interested in food and healthy food. And um, it's been a real pleasure to watch your progression through over the last well, it's been a long time because I've known you since like, yeah. well, I used to teach my sister tennis back in high school. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Katie, yeah. so uh, I mean, I've known you for a really long time, but um, you know, it's cool to see how it kind of snowballs, the snowball effect of, of, and how things all inter, how they interrelate mm-hmm. and one feeds the other and helps the whole uh, kind of evolution process. Yeah. Do you have anything before we close that, you know, final words of wisdom, advice, uh, anything you'd like to add to the table here? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, there's, you know, I'm, I'm still learning. I mean, that's the, that's the thing for me is just to, I'm always um, in beginner's mind. They, one of my coaches told me is just to always stay in, in with a beginner's mind. And, and that is so important. And to also like to let myself off the hook and be gentle with myself because, and I've even had some of my friends, my long-term friends, like I was telling you about uh, Bob, you know, he's the commercial real estate guy. And, you know, he's like, you know, you're too hard on yourself, you know? And, and, and it, you know, it, it's, it's, um, there's a balance there, you know? And, um, I'm still learning, you know, and it's fun. You know, that the key is, is just, um, take care of yourself, you know, look at, look at what, you know, it's like what resonates, what really feels right, you know? And I've looked at a lot of this stuff for a long time and been like, I don't know, that just doesn't seem right. You know, even though the masses are doing it, actually I, and I, I joke with this, you know, with Tatiana and other friends of mine, as a matter of fact, like I look at what the masses are doing and I typically am like, okay, that's a good hint that it's probably the other, the other way that I should probably be going, especially in, in, in regards to, I mean, based on my results, I just yeah. go by results. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, um, and, and another big thing is, is how you do anything is how you do everything, you know? And, mm. and, um, and I've, I've learned that and it's helped me to look at some of the things that I do and say, okay, well, if I'm doing that there, what, how else am I doing that? You know? Yeah. And yeah. you know, if I'm cutting that corner in that situation and in this relationship, where else is that showing up in my life? You yeah. Know? So those are things that give me good indicators of, okay, opportunities, you know? That's cool. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Well said. <laughs> What's a really good way to get a hold of you? If someone wants to either get some help with digital marketing. What's the best way for them to contact you or your team? Um, you can just call me, you can text me on my, my cell phone number is five, six, one, three, zero, nine, zero, zero, five, zero. Um, yeah. Five, six, one, three, oh, nine, oh, oh, five, oh, uh, call me or text me. Um, text is best, you know, cause then I can just, you know, let me know what you're, you know, what you want. And then, and then we can set up a conversation, you know? Awesome, man. Yeah. That's what, Keep what about, simple. 
website if someone just wanted yeah. to go and, and see more information too, what um, website would you recommend them go to? Well, there's accelerateyourmarketing.com, A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-E, yourmarketing.com. We're in the process of revamping that as, you know, but, and then there's mine, which is ryansteinelson.com. But, but really, yeah, the best way is, is, you know, I, I, most of my business I get from just, you know, word of mouth referrals, um, because I've been doing it for a while now and, 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 um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, awesome. help anybody. Nice. I can, yeah. That's cool, Ryan. Yeah. That's actually really cool that you gave out your phone number. Like <laughs> it was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, you're right. Yeah. Let people connect you connect yeah. directly versus yeah. through some, some other, like, you know, yeah. other filter, so to speak. Yeah. Awesome. Ryan, I'm really <laughs> thankful for you taking time out of your day to come and speak with us. And I look forward to doing this again in the future, check back in and see how you're doing. And once, uh, I know you guys are getting ready to travel pretty soon, so I can't wait to hear about your adventures and, yeah. uh, thanks again, man. I really appreciate this. Yeah. Thank you, Todd, for getting, for starting me on this journey this yoga journey and, uh, and all the other things that you've done to support me over the years. Thanks. That's cool, man. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, everybody. Remember you can check us out at native yoga and wishing you a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.